everyone started panicking. I couldn't see clearly, so I can know if they're people from the party or terrorists, or I, I couldn't understand what's happening. Two of my friends got killed, they got murdered, three got kidnapped. They started to try to open the door. The, that moment my husband looked at me and told me, well, this is it. So when we go back to those days on October 7th, it seems like a lifetime ago with all that's happened, but uh, on that day when Hamas terrorists breached through what should have been absolutely unbreachable, right? because Israel was known for its technology, its security, its army. Um, but as many as 3,000 terrorists infiltrated the uh, kibbutzes and the little towns along the Gaza border. And those who live in what are known kind of as little paradises, farming land, gardens, the kind of people who very much do support the Palestinian people have been fighting for a, a two-state solution and who really are the people who most empathize with the Palestinian people's struggle. Uh, they, they had no idea what was coming because their concern would be the constant rockets that Hamas launches every single day. Well, my next guest, like so many in those kibbutzes, were awakened by shots being fired, by screaming and yelling and things that instantly made them realize they were in very, very big trouble. And they've come to Canada where they are speaking out like so many uh, Israelis because they want the world to know about the horror of what happened that day. And the key point of what brought us to where we are today, which is a message that is easily now being forgotten, is what brought us here today. Elon Cohen joins me, as well as Harold Oren. I welcome you to uh, Toronto, and I thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having us. It's um, hard to imagine... Um, and I'll, I'll start with um, with each of you on this. I mean, it's it's October, it's November 13th. It's It's been five weeks since that morning when you woke up. Uh, let me start with you, um, Ilan, uh, of what it's like when you step back, and now you're in another country, stepping back from what you've been through. A and can you, can you make sense of what has happened? There's no sense of what happened. Uh, we wake up uh, early 6.30 in the morning, Saturday, black bloody Saturday, with uh, the noise of the launch missiles all over. Um, and we face a new history uh, in our uh, Jewish uh, legacy. I think it's the worst thing that has ever happened to the Jewish uh, people who uh, very well uh, asked to support the Palestinian citizens. They asked them to work with us that uh, they can have a decent life. And I can just to let you know that uh, in Israel, the Palestinian uh, workers having a salary between six to 8,000 shekels and the Palestinian Authority that they are working with the Hamas, it's 15 shekels a day. So we ask for um, to let them a decent life and they trade us. Uh, we wake up to a morning that the Hamas terrorists, Nazis, uh, soldiers that uh, use our kindness and they have uh, a lot of information uh, with those uh, who work in Israel. 
they collect they collect a lot of intelligence and they gave it the Hamas who advantage us and then um, I feel very bad with this situation you are both um in some capacity uh, Elon is an emergency response uh, who who ran the kibbutz, kibbutz uh, Harold is a first responding uh, commander um Elon when I when, when you look back and now you're in this country what is it that you want people to know because I know for many of us certainly have seen the images of what happened have seen the images of the murders um you, you, you know the things but what what is it that you want Canadians specifically to know I think uh, it's not only the Canadian all over the world they need to know today it's Israel tomorrow it could be everywhere around the world because we try to give them decent life we uh, gave them uh, jobs we support them medicine we support them with a lot of things that uh, give them hope and they advantage against us this is how the radical islamics work it starts with the iranian goes through the hezbollah and the yemens and the hamas it can be all over the world people need to wake up who says no more terror no more hamas no more iranian otherwise you can find it in your backyard mm. you support them you give them good life you give them your open house and against this they advantage you and they killing you they killing children they hostage nine months child two years child nobody knows what's going on over there the red cross even didn't saw him nobody of them and they're asking for ceasefire it's unbelievable unbelievable wake up the yeah. world must be wake up both of you have dealt with uh, emergency response situations and the rockets that has uh, that uh, Hamas well and Hezbollah but Hamas more in that certainly region um, launch every day so, so people in Israel are used to that right Elon what was it about that day and certainly um, when you woke up that you realized that this is different because I no one would have been expecting this right there was always a feeling no matter how great the threat that there was a safety with that barrier there and so yeah. Yeah, what was this different? morning was uh, uh, particular different because they launched missiles all over. When uh, we hear all the, over the fire rockets, I in the first second I said this is destruction to invasion to Israel. We had before uh, three other cases that uh, they uh, made a destruction in one place and the other place. They invade to Israel, and it was the same. It was very noisy uh, all over, 60 uh, kilometers uh, uh, from south to north, uh, the Gaza Strip, and it was unusual, unusual to uh, launch so much missiles at once. And we understand it in the first second that we wake up six early in uh, October the 7th. Yeah, and when you see the surveillance footage now and the GoPro video and all of their boasting and they put it all over line and you see just how um, much of a plan they had, they were prepared, they had studied, they had come up with this, um, you know, they they knew what they were doing and where they were going and 
you know, for people to understand the perspective, the Nova Party, where all those young people were, were killed and left in absolute terror, uh, that was about a mile away from your particular uh, uh, kibbutz. You lost a lot of people, though, um, Errol. You lost a lot of people that day. And, yeah. you know, women, children, men, and then you have all of these young partygoers running to your kibbutz. Were you able to yeah. save any of them? Yeah, um, uh, they well trained in the Iranian place. They well trained in the Africa continental. We don't know exactly where, but they are well trained. And uh, the Nukba, which is the Nazi terrorist uh, fighters, uh, collect a lot of information through those people who came to work in Israel. They advantage us. Those people, they have no mercy. They came to murder. They came to kidnap. You know, we had a party 1.5 miles mm-hmm. north to our kibbutz. Mm-hmm. There was many young people with the families that came to celebrate. Instead of that, they found terrorists that came to attack them, to rape them, to kill them, to kidnap them. It's unreal. It's hard to believe. It is hard to believe, and it's hard to believe it's only been five weeks, and it's hard to believe that the world has moved so quickly past this. And, and nobody so... knows what about our hostages. We have nine months, child, yeah. year, two years, three years. Nobody knows what's going on with these children. Yeah. Where is these children? Where is the Red Cross? Why nobody asks around the world to stop everything, to ask what about those children? Where is the Red Cross? Mm-hmm. Where is the rest cross that they, uh, they try to be humanitarian? They are not. They are not. We are speaking with Ilan Cohen and Errol Oren, who were uh, in one of the uh, kibbutzes where Hamas infiltrated and then went around massacring Jews. They managed to fight back and fight back they did, ultimately saving probably hundreds of lives. Ilan, let me talk to you a little bit about um, some of the things that have happened since then. I mean, have you have you been able, I mean, Israelis are a fairly tough people, right? Um, but have you been able to um, come to grips with what happened in, in that region, given the fact that Israelis do trust their, their government for the security? Are you able to get your head around that and, and feel like maybe you can call that home again? First of all, I think that uh, uh, the belief of our justice, like uh, we believe that we are living in the right place, it's our land, and we'll be back to do, to uh, recover and to build again, and uh, we will be there. It's uh, no no question about it. It's uh, just a matter of time and how. This is it. Uh, this is our land. We don't have a daughter land. This is uh, the, the message that uh, should uh, come out. Another thing that uh, we should not uh, deal now, whether we've been trained or we're not feeling satisfied from our government, from the army. Mm-hmm. Now we, le- we need to let the government and the army mm-hmm. to do the job, to change the equation. Yeah. The equation must be changed now. Yeah, and, and what that looks like. We don't know. I mean, I know that there will not be a ceasefire until at least we start seeing hostages released, which we have not seen. Um, You know, there's still a lot of work uh, to do, uh, but the country I know is united. But given 
the losses. I mean, these are little areas that are known, I think, as, for most people as, as these little paradises, right? I mean, you live very close to the, to the border, but they are farming areas. They are gardens. People love to live there um, because of the beauty. Um, can you get back to that, Harold? I mean, given the losses, I mean, who there, there's no one who has not been affected by this, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, as Adel says, we will go back to our area. This uh, region area is very beautiful. It's very green. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we will be back after we will change the reality and we will change uh, the face that the Hamas will not be any longer in the Gaza Strip. This is our house, and nobody leaves his house because of kind of terrorists that uh, try to uh, scare us or to make us afraid. No, it will not be happened. We will stay, and they will go. We will stay in our place, and the Hamas will disappear. We are about 2.5 miles from the Gaza Strip. This is our home. This is our land, uh, by law. Uh, we not invest to nobody. We try to give them decent life. We make a huge barrier mm. so they can do whatever they want. In them side, in our side, we will go back home. I want to say yeah. another thing, that we will not... Uh, the equation have to be changed. And uh, we are not uh, going to live under uh, terror, terror threats, no matter what kind of uh, terror is it. If it's Hamas, if it's ISIS, if it's, uh, if it's Al-Qaeda, or so. The, the problem is that the terror is the same way. It's the same lady, different dress. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And uh, what's, what's, what happened in Israel can happen everywhere. It, is, it did happen. It did happen in French. It did happen in uh, England. And uh, the supporters of the, ter- of the Palestinians are supporting uh, terror because their behavior is violent behavior. We are in the West, uh, in the West, uh, West side uh, countries. We don't live by that. We don't live uh, like uh, yeah. a violent life. Right. We live, we live by law. Right. And let, let me just interject before I run out of time, because th- there were Palestinians who would come to work in these areas and treated very well, and there were relationships, as I understand. And, and as I've pointed out, the people living in this area are probably the most understanding to the Palestinian fight um, and would have been the most understanding. A lot of them were human, humanitarians and activists. Has that all changed, Ilan? Has that, is that different now? Is, is that relationship it's, done? Yeah, completely different. Uh, you know, after uh, the advantage, our kindness and our uh, hospitality, people will be afraid to hire Palestinian. Now it should be the Palestinian Authority deal. We don't want to mess with them. We don't know. We don't want to hire them if they behave like they they behave. I think uh, it's very normal that uh, they will stay over there. You know, uh, yes. sorry, before, says, be, uh, let me just ask you this, Harold. When you, when you see people protesting in this country, Canada, yeah. and you see the yeah. amount of anti-Semitism, which is very, very big, yeah. um, your reaction to, to the reaction of this, what would your message be? 
They're asking for ceasefire. What kind of ceasefire they're asking? Who asks for ceasefire? Those who live in Canada or those who live in the Gaza Strip? The Hamas asked for a ceasefire? I want to ask one thing. The Red Cross, not the Israeli Defense Force, not the Israeli government, nobody, just the Red Cross to see about our hostages. If they want a ceasefire, so will be a ceasefire after we will get our uh, hostages back home. Otherwise, there will no be a ceasefire, no matter what. A ceasefire, it's out of question. Nobody, um, and, you know, it's, um, it's a chutzpah in Hebrew to say, mm-hmm. uh, ceasefire, while you have 234 hostages, hostages, nine months years old, up to 80, and nobody knows what's about them. So cannot uh, support any ceasefire. I appreciate um, both of you uh, joining me. I know it's been a long journey for you, and I'm sure you're pretty exhausted. Um, but I do appreciate you uh, sharing your stories with us. Thank you. I appreciate you. your uh, effort to uh, hear our voice here in Canada and all over. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hopefully they're listening. That is Ilan Cohen and uh, Errol Oren. They were first responders who did respond on the morning of October 7th, saved as many people as they could. But the message is pretty clear. First it's them, then it's you. It's all of us.